Would you feel more comfortable on an improv stage or canoeing in the backcountry? Find out which Book Interrupted member you're most like by visiting www.bookinterrupted.com forward slash members. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. Even when I forced myself to read the book, I couldn't read the book. Like when I, even when I was actually reading it. Maybe the problem is that we didn't have Mare reading it to us. <laughs> if I had an audiobook, then I could hear all, instead of reading the chirping noises, I didn't enjoy that at all. I'm just not into birds at all. Like they're, they're kind of, they're pretty. I was like, fine, I'll go be a part of nature. Oh, take your seats. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was just like the headspace that I've been in. It's almost there. as if the author would rather be in the forest. Yeah, he's too busy watching birds. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true. Right? Like. My body and Disrupted mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is with uh, and we're gonna talk it uh, out on Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from April 11th to May 22nd. It's Meredith's book pick and we're reading What the Robin Knows by John Young. This elegant book unites the indigenous knowledge, the latest research, and the author's own experience of four decades in the field to lead us towards a deeper connection to the animals, and in the end, a deeper connection to ourselves. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. I tried to read this book, and I can't find, maybe this is the line, but there was a line in it As Max told me, it's difficult to put into words the life lessons and wisdom we learn from this kind of practice, and it's best felt in the bones rather than thought in the head. I really liked that line, and I wish that the book was more of that line than it was technical, right? There was a lot of technical talk. I felt like, I said this in one of my journals, I felt like I was reading the narration of a nature show, and so that wasn't something that captured my attention. I really wanted to finish it because I felt like it was going to get better too. Like I could see some chapters in the future that were, they looked intriguing, but I couldn't force myself to come to this book over like watching TV shows, which is usually what I do. I have like a hard stop at whatever time and I come to bed and I read for an hour as well. So I can like do both. And for this book, it just, I couldn't do it. And then when I did do it, because I like actually forced myself, I didn't know where I was because it was all the same to me. And um, I also would read and then I would realize I didn't read anything I just read because I'd be thinking about other things. Like it was just real. like even when I forced myself to read the book, I couldn't read the book. Like when I, even when I was actually reading it, I was thinking about other things. So it's too bad because I was really excited because of that like nature. I don't know how to 
put it into words, but just how much you can learn from nature and how much wisdom there is if you just be quiet and sit in a sit spot and all of the themes of the book. Like I really love all of that. And I think also if I went on like, I don't know, a birding retreat and John Young was going to teach me all these things, I would be into it in real life with a teacher, but just reading it was not the format for me to take in the info because I'm into it like I think it's really cool but I couldn't do it like in this book maybe if I had um an audiobook I don't usually do audiobooks but maybe it would have been good like that because maybe it would have also in all those places where it's like listen to this track if there's an audiobook maybe he plays that track which would have been mm -hmm. really fulsome because that's the other thing too I'm never ever going to some other source that line you read I liked it too because it's almost like the paradox of the book is that he has all this information. He's like, I'm going to put it all down here to give you a head start. He's like, but really, really, you just have to go out and pay attention. You just have to go somewhere and look at everything, like try to listen far away and try to like feel and experience it. And then your brain will learn. I also think that there are levels to this book. And I think you're touching on that mirror. Like the first thing is get out there and just be there and listen. And then you can become like leveled up in your um, expertise. And I did definitely reach like level one. Like I always now notice the birds. I never did like a specific sit spot anywhere. I happened to be outside. I was like, this will be my sit spot for now. Like I always was thinking about it and listening and hearing them. And that was really nice. Just even drawing my attention to the nature that surrounded me was very enjoyable, right? And you, often you aren't even paying attention. You're just going busy through your life or whatever. So that was cool. But I, I only went maybe even pre-rookie level of mastery of the things that this book talks about. But I still went there. So it wasn't a total loss. That's kind of like what you're saying, Mary, is that quote he did about the Bushman, right? That mm -hmm. said, when you first go out, you're like, you, you don't have a, a thread. And first it's like a thread. And then it's like a string. And then it's eventually a rope. I have it right here if you want me to read it. Yeah, okay, great. It okay. says, he said, this is a quote from a Sam Bushman that he presented this one in the introduction and in this, the last chapter as well. It goes, if one day I see a small bird and recognize it, a thin thread will form between me and that bird. If I just see it, but I don't recognize it, there's no thin thread. If I go out tomorrow and see and really recognize that same individual small bird again, the thread will thicken and strengthen just a little. Every time I see and recognize the bird, the thread strengthens. Eventually it will grow into a string, then a cord, and finally a rope. This is what it means to be a Bushman. We make ropes with all aspects of the creation in this way. Beautiful. I really like that. Maybe the problem the is that we didn't have Mayor reading it to us. <laughs> I am like so tired today. And like just I know, and that was so was soothing. Like, Thanks, mommy. Thanks, I'll read to you tonight. Let me go <laughs> Nominating Mayor to do the, the audio book. Audio book. <laughs> I just like type. Holy smoke. Hello, John Young. Can I do yeah. an audio book mm -hmm. for you? He should. I looked up. So when I was having a hard time in the middle, I was like thinking that if I had an audiobook, then I could hear all, instead of reading the chirping noises, I didn't enjoy that at all. Let's put them right in and there. And I had even tried to go on that site and it wasn't easy to navigate what, how to get the sounds. Anyway, yeah, I was thinking an audiobook, great, but there is no audiobook. Hmm. I looked, Interesting. I couldn't even buy it. I was like, I'm just gonna buy an audiobook. I looked on uh, our one of our um, affiliate partners, Libro FM, they didn't have it and neither did, well, any libraries everywhere. I looked everywhere. 
I couldn't buy it. There's no audiobook. It's such a perfect one for an audiobook, though, right? It would make a good audiobook yeah. or a nature series. Seriously, right? Like, totally. It's almost as if, yeah, the, he missed it's something. It's almost there. as if the author would rather be in the forest. Yeah, he's than... too busy watching birds. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> true, right? Like, you know, like he made this book, but you get the impression, like, he, he wants to pass it on to people who want to know, but he really just wants to be in the forest teaching and doing these workshops. And it is interesting, though. I, I taught my daughter how to. Remember how he's talking how to like walk? I can't remember what the walk was called, but like basically walk quietly where you like put your foot down first before you step on it, you know, to be very quiet. I taught my daughter and she was like, like this. So she's all into it. So we're going to go to the forest, try to walk slowly and quietly in the forest. So the kids are always looking for animals. I mean, they've seen, you know, they've seen lots of animals, but it'd be nice to see one just out for a hike. Maybe not a bear. <laughs> no. oh we've seen bears from a distance we saw a grizzly say, bear as long as they're far away yeah distance. and heading in the other direction mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why we usually like to make noise so the bear runs away oh yeah good point this interruption is brought to you by unpublished do you want to know more about the members and book interrupted go behind the scenes visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com book interrupted okay so here's my interruption socializing so normally with my free time i like to be alone i like to read usually or do something really quiet by myself so it's odd for me to do so much socializing but for some reason lately we've been invited to people's homes for lunch we've invited other people to our homes for lunch people have come visited us and all of these things just for some reason seem to be happening in the same month which is not normal for us so yeah my interruption socializing it's been really nice though i've really enjoyed it book interrupted i read the book to here which is the same part i was at when we did the intro part of this Sorry, Meredith, I love you. I didn't want to read it. I really didn't want to. I'm just not into birds at all. They're they're kind of, they're pretty. They're okay. I tried, like I did sit outside once and there were no birds because I'm in the middle of a city and then I found one bird and that was exciting. And I did try to pay attention when I was, you know, walking down the street there, you know, it's getting to be spring and stuff. So there's birds out there. So you know, I, I did pay attention a couple of times to the birds, but yeah, I, I agree with you guys. It was kind of dry and yeah, I, I'm uh, just not into birds. I, I also just, it's just hard right now, like being in the city and working so much. I work right downtown in concrete jungle. I hardly see any trees, let alone, you know, maybe when I get home and that's it. So I think if I was in a different place, different time, or if I was able to get out and be in the wilderness, I think that I would probably enjoy the book more. I I think it's great for people that are birders and my father-in-law and his wife are birders. So I'm going to give them this book and I think they'll love it. And I think that's wonderful. And I think another thing we had going against us was the time of year. I mean, if we dressed appropriately, it would have been fine, but it, Mm -hmm. it would have been, you know, less barriers, the better, right? So if it was a little bit warmer, I think that, you know, sit spots would have happened a little more naturally. Yeah, it's tough to sit yeah. spot when it's minus 10 Celsius. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, how yeah. do I get outside? And how long can I sit there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's the city. Mm-hmm. Like, walking out at minus 10 is great. But right. Sitting. Ugh. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Meredith, you know, your story of the person that rolled in quickly to the park and like rolled down the window and like got rid of the stolen uh, seeds. The book cycle of when we were reading the book, I was in that point of busyness in my life so it, i just it didn't you. give i just didn't yeah <laughs> it, it was me all along i was like fine i'll go be a part of nature oh take your seats and go yeah that was just like the headspace that i've been in i tend to struggle with time management in general but for the past couple months absolutely just because the things that i chose to say yes to last year and this year they've just all exploded in busyness so i was like oh, geez, I've just been in a busy point where I'm like, anytime it was a sit spot, I was treating it like a chore and Mm. not just an invitation to just listen more and pay attention and just be, you know. Birds might have been offended, right? Remember that angry guy in the woods? If you're sitting there choring, they'd be like, fine. We won't make any you know, noises for you. Yeah, that that Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. although it probably would have been the exact action that would have brought balance to that type mm. of headspace, you know, where you're yeah. just like on automatic and you're catching yourself saying a lot of, I have to, I have to, I have to like that. And you're really in your head. The yeah. perfect balance would have been to have a sit spot and just chill the F out for 30 minutes. I have a question. Yeah. Is it really that you have trouble with time management or that you have committed to way more things than is reasonable to fit into the time you have? Yeah, well, I think it's a combination of both. Because it's not really like you can manage all your time, but you need downtime too. Totally. Yeah. I need down, and I don't happen to not have it currently and I'll get there, but yeah. Just historically, I'll tend to be like, there's either now time or future time. Those are the only two types of time zones that exist, but also just, yeah, in general, just a lot on the plate. I think committing to too many things could be a symptom of poor time management. Totally. (laughs) Right. Mm. Poor time management. So you think you can do more things than you actually can. Yeah. But you're doing them all. So also that. That's totally my poor time management. I'll make like a big list. I'm like, I could do it all. And then I finish like three things on like a 15 point list. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh dear. I guess I couldn't. <laughs> Way too much. Josh is the worst. Josh will be like, have one hour. And he's good. He's like, I'm going to go do this. Then I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to drive over here. That takes an hour. Then I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. And I'm like, and you're going to be back in an hour? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh. okay, see you tomorrow. Like, see you tomorrow. <laughs> and he never learns. He just continues to make those crazy plans. And he never comes home. <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> yeah, he just, I haven't seen him since. I haven't seen him since last month. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely do. Everything takes five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Everything. But then sometimes you do something that you've been procrastinating, or this is me. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. And I do it. And then it's like really short. I'm like, oh, I guess I should have done that like months ago. (laughs) Or I did like some caulking in my mom's uh, kitchen. Because I was like, oh, there's a space developing here. And I just decided to do it. And it really didn't take very much time to clear everything, clean it all up and do the caulking. And now it's just done. Nice. (laughs) It took about 20 minutes. Caulking. Yeah, caulking. (laughs) I know. Is it the worst word? I guess to me, it'd be like if you have that caulking laying around, but that seems like a three-part job. Oh, well, I did have to go to the store first. Sarah got upset that I took my mom to the 
store when she's supposed to be resting Uh-oh. for caulking too of all, the things. of all the things she loves the shot i took I your mom in a cock walk she loves, she loves, i can't say that i was gonna say she loves cock not king <laughs> it turns out maybe i love cocking too it's true it's, it's true. like oh look cocking needs to be redone here i've always liked that i always like look yeah, at this cocking. forget your rest that. mom we've got some cocking to do <laughs> if that's your your self-care cocking you get stuff cocking. a lot of people yeah a lot of self-care there yeah now we know your towel yeah oh do you guys see it see what's behind me Cocking tulips, oh, tulips from Kara, tulips Kara. Ah, Happy birthday! Nice. Tulips are so pretty. So, did anyone else notice in the book that John Young mentioned two Malcolm Gladwell books? Yes, I did. Isn't that crazy? In fact, I'm listening to Blink right now. I got the audio from the library, and it's a CD, so I have to only listen to it in the car. Oh, <laughs> but my daughters are listening to it too. So at some point, Elsa's like. Wait, don't turn it off yet. We need to hear what he's got to say. So Elsa's also listening to Blink. Cool. Yeah, I started reading it too. Isn't that cool though? I love it because the one book we thought that wasn't in the, like, right? We're still connected and it never stops happening. It's always connected. Yeah. He mentioned two books in it, Blink and uh, Tipping Point, I think, right? Oh. Was it Tipping Point? I don't know. Or remember. Outliners. I can't remember. But anyway, I was like, oh my God, Malcolm Gladwell. Amazing. It's all linked. Like we couldn't plan it better or, you know, we? the way that our books relate to each other, even though no one talks about their books before they pick them. And then we bring them together and they still somehow have something in common. It's like the human algorithm. Our brains just do it. Mm. And we don't even know. Mm-hmm. There was one where he was saying that he can tell the difference between the silence of, I think he said a Cooper's Hawk coming and like another bird i don't know which of the bird it was again i kind of skip over the names of the birds a lot but it's hard you tell the silence that came before each of these he's like but i can't explain to you why and that's totally blank or like he knows because he's been in the forest so much that there's a difference between these two but he can't explain what the difference in silence is which is kind of cool but i want that it's kind of like that saying that sarah was saying about how the silence is full remember how we were remarking on how like you would think silence is empty that's another example of full silence because there's two different versions of the same thing that should be really undetectable yes silence should be silence and it's not yeah Mm -hmm. i can't wait to uh try to like pay better attention when we're camping this summer because we do backcountry camping and some of the places we go are pretty far away from the road so you don't get you don't get road noise or anything. And then one of the lakes is a motor-free lake. So the only motor is the park ranger. But yeah, it'll be really quiet. I'm going to try to see. My kids are very noisy, obviously. And you have to get up early if you want to like see a moose or whatever, because the kids will just scare all the animals away. But I'm going to see if I can like sneak out of the tent in the morning and uh, see sit some spot. wildlife. I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah, sit spot Definitely. Yeah, like yeah, bring yeah. your cell if you could record some interruptions. No, no, you can't bring this up because that might you can? be hunting oh. right isn't that right that's what i don't said. know i didn't yeah, read the whole book i usually bring it for like my gps app so i can see like how fast our canoe is going or whatever and see like <laughs> how let's far get this we baby went. up to 40 damn yeah. yeah oh man but we <laughs> going three we do, knots we have done that to see how fast we can get the canoe actually you know what we bought this year we haven't used it on a really big lake yet but it's like a sail it's it folds up but it, com- it comes it comes like about like this just a big circle you attach it to the front of your kayak or your canoe and then you just like catch the wind man you can Ooh. book it <laughs> you can really book it i so. was with you when we tried it we tried oh, it out yeah. on the lake i was visiting yeah, yeah. 
it's pretty fun. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to trying out the sail on the big lake. Every time we're, we're canoeing and the wind is at our back, Dan always wants to like rig up a sail with like, I don't know, his coat or whatever. And we finally got this, this thing, but it was an expensive. Oh, cool. My coat up. <laughs> yeah. I know, get our extra paddle. Do you guys have extra paddles in case? Well, you should have extra paddles in your canoe. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you just hold it or you, you put it on something? It's ties to the front. Yeah. And then there's like two strings. You can like kind of, like a kite. Ah, like a kite. It's like a big, just a round piece of plastic with a little plastic window. So you can see where you're going. (laughs) Cool. Important. But yeah. And then we take the GPS thing. It'll tell us how fast we're going. We did that on a toboggan this year. We used yeah? the speed, the speedometer what? for how fast we were going down the hill and tried That's to beat awesome. each other's speed. And That's how fun. quick did you guys get up to? Um, I seem to remember like 16 or 21, but I don't know if that's Whoa. kilometers or what we're measuring. But I know that we, we maxed out at about 21, 22, whatever the unit was. I'm not Wait. sure. Ooh, I haven't thought about right. that for tobogganing. We're going to do that for snowboarding next year. So yeah, it was, right? it, yeah, that would be. It's, it's, it's fun cool. because we, we turned it into a contest, right? Like I went down, I got 16. Josh went down, he got 18. I went down again, I got 21. Nice. Yeah. My kids will love At some that. point you were like, where's our kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in there. He, he got a somewhere. solid, a solid. You're using him probably. as to weight you down for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on yeah. here. <laughs> you win. guys, you're too competitive. <laughs> <laughs> That, that so does fun. sound like fun. I love adding a fun competition element to anything. It gets you back up the hill. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. That so Usually fun. I just stay at the bottom. I was like, that was fun. Wasn't <laughs> the hardest part? When as a kid, I just go up and down a million times. But it never adult. even registered, right? And then now right? like one time up, it's like. <sighs> and, then and then the you kids go are down like, and it's like up. a second long. <laughs> and then coming back up is like five minutes. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for those of you that did read the book or the ones you don't have to have finished because I didn't mostly what Mm -hmm. would you take away if you were to tell me one thing that I should take away from the book or one thing that everybody if they're not going to read the book could learn from this or take away from it in their own lives what would it be who read it Sarah and Meredith obviously I did there's a couple of things that I thought were really good number Mm -hmm. one was that I'm going to say more than one. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. I'm not following your rules. Number one was the idea that when animals do things, nothing is random. Everything they do is has a reason. So when you're like, I don't know what that animal is doing. They're just being random Mm -hmm. and they have no reason, but they always do. That's just how they're made, you know? And that the idea of animals as individuals, this makes me think of my grandmother who had all these birds that would visit her at her house and she knew them by bird. She knew each Mm. individual bird and had a relationship with them, right? I guess I didn't really think about for a long time until I read this book. So the idea of animals as individuals, and I think we think about wild animals in the same way we think of like dogs and cats, the ones you know, they're they're each individuals and animals are like that too. I like that. Mm. But also get out of your you know, that I guess humans are part of nature and that we can learn something from nature. Like we're so disconnected, but Mm. if you just pay attention to what's around you, you know, you can learn something about what's going on around you. I I don't know. I liked all that. I think that's what I would take from it too. Some of the things he was saying, like if I was walking through a forest, I mean, sometimes when you're walking through the forest, you get nervous. Like what if I see, which now knowing this information, the likelihood of me seeing like a bear or something, it's very mm. small because I am doing the bird plow. 
like I'm like tromping through and the birds are playing danger and then everything else is like hiding. But one of the things I learned from the book is if you're stopped somewhere and actually paying attention and maybe the birds have accepted you or whatever, that you can tell when other predators or other things are happening if you just pay attention to what the birds are saying and doing and that every other creature in the forest are actually paying attention to what the birds are saying and doing. They're reacting mm -hmm. to it. So if you are, you know, nervous in the woods, just you could just stop and check out what the birds are doing. You know what I mean? If there's oh. tons of birds around yeah. you, I don't know, it makes me feel more secure, I guess, mm. that now I know that, you know, not that the bird of prey is dangerous for me. I didn't learn enough to be like, oh, definitely that's a fox. And definitely there's a weasel over there because the birds yeah. did an alarm and stopped for a second and did the alarm again, like his story about the weasel. But anyway, I think that it's it's interesting in that way that if you pay enough attention to what the birds are doing, maybe you feel a little bit more. You're not alone in nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not yeah, alone. Yeah, you're you're out yeah, there. Yeah, you're not actually alone. Everything is communicated to you if you're willing to listen. So I like that yeah. part about the book. I just would never be able to differentiate the different bird calls. Like I don't, I'm not interested. I'm not sure if I care to mm -hmm. like know all the different calls. But mom and I were trying yeah. to identify a bird over here that was like very small and cute and we just can't find it in the book but we got a book mm. but from her bookshelf in the basement i also be, actually since reading this book we have these one birds that come that have this long beak and they like to eat the nectar when aloe vera plants will flower they only flower mm. once a year and when they do they eat the nectar from it and they have these like long beaks and they have for a couple of years now been coming around and i enjoy seeing them and i'm excited when they come because they're really pretty songbirds but because of this book I like videotaped it and like looked up what kind of bird it was and I sent it to all you guys yeah I'm like this is a bird that's outside my house <laughs> so I'm more paying definitely paying more attention to the birds than I ever have before I guess that's nice but <clears throat> yeah I don't think I'm gonna take like a bird class or anything after mm -hmm. this Anybody else learn anything? <laughs> like a really low Do, is the qualification that we have to have finished the book? No, no, no. Because no. No, no, no. the intro had a lot of good stuff in there too, right? Yeah. I just like the idea that they're already saying, which is that we're like part of nature, not mm. apart from it, which is what Thank man you. tends to think, right? Mm. And, and we know things. Right. And, the, and that's what separates us from the animals is that they don't know things. They're just animals mm -hmm. and none of it's really true. So I think that's an important lesson to learn. I don't know why. I don't know why it's important, but it is. I guess it like brings everybody back down to earth. Um, you know why? Because partially the separation between man and nature or what man thinks is a separation is like the reason why the planet is dying. So... Mm remembering yeah. our place and like restructuring our place to reflect truth would probably help us in the the fight against mm. climate change when people think that like science is the only way to answer questions but there is wisdom that's not not that way and even the birds know things that you don't know mm. you know maybe it's, it's kind of a little bit of like a slap in the face. Humans don't know everything. And just look how bad we are recognizing things in the forest. All the other beings in the forest are listening to the bird. They've already learned that. Mm. And we go out and we're like, man, like even you read the book, like this seems like a lifetime to learn this, but all the other others in the forest have already figured it out.
you know, mm. like it's just the wisdom of nature and that in any part of nature, you can learn something. Yeah. Like there's like a necessary forgetting to do society, right. To get to where we got and where we are, there's like a necessary forgetting. So I guess one of the main things about this book that could spark is that remembering, because again, we're all going to die from the results of our carelessness. It's not like only the animals will suffer. Oh, you know what it reminds me of? Remember in Sapiens with those baby monkeys? There was two fake monkeys. One of them was furry and one of them oh, was nothing yeah. but gave milk and they still chose the furry one. Like oh. it's the same kind of thing, right? Like animals have emotions. We're all the same, right? Different species yes. or whatever, but nobody is that, I don't know, hierarchical. Is that the right word? Mm. Hierarchical. Hierarchical. I think the more times you say it, the harder the better it gets. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Hierarchical. Hierarchical. Anyway, that kind of a, a thing is, I think, mm -hmm. important about. And that's, I guess, I'll, coming back around to my initial comments, like that's kind of what I was looking for more was that message mm -hmm. being, I guess, hammered harder. Whereas it's obviously very subtle. It's still there in this book and you just have to be able to, you know, infer and, and really, I don't know, maybe I wanted the book to be more preachy. Like that's what it sounds like. Right. I wanted that message to be more upfront, right? Like listen to the birds, look at how much you can mm. learn from the birds. This is knowledge that we are just turning our noses up at. Like we don't need that knowledge. We already have all the knowledge. We're so smart. But when could the author have done that in some ways because it wouldn't leave space for you to find and listen to your own wisdom. It sounds like what Meredith and Sarah really appreciated about the book was a reminder of our sense of belonging within the ecosystem. And when I say that, the image that comes to mind is either something like an infinity symbol or a circle. It really would have been nice to have the author explicitly come out with the themes in some ways would that approach have been kind of like a colonial type of approach where it's implying that he has all the knowledge and is at the top of a triangle and is telling you what to think. You're absolutely right. The thing that's cool too is that like the way that the birds teach us is super subtly. Right. And so as John Young, he's been very subtle in his book, but the learning, the lessons are all the same. And maybe they're that much more meaningful when you get there in these ways, right? Quiet contemplation and reflection rather than someone being like, blah, 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 or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's super cool. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. A book club is just a book without members. Join the community by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or sign up for exclusive content through our website at bookinterrupted.com unpublished. We'd like to give a big shout out to our listeners. Your support makes this all possible. Thank you for the uplifting feedback and for recommending us to family and friends. We love hearing from you. Please reach out through our website at bookinterrupted.com fans or by emailing connect at bookinterrupted.com. We appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule to connect with us. See you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. The thing they're known for almost. <laughs>
you know, you know, the owls can't turn their neck. Everyone knows this, don't they? So they tried the wine at the beginning and then they do the forest bathing thing oh, and they cool. try the wine at the end. An anxiety reduction practice is when you go through your senses. So similar to like what Meredith was doing. Doesn't realize that he is surrounded by weasels. <laughs> No. <laughs> yes! Maybe that's what I'm looking but for. Read the last chapter. I will. Maybe I'll read the feel last like chapter it. and feel the satisfaction. Mm. Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.